Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Collective Books Podcast. This is your host, Brandon Bateman, and today I'm going to be joined by Garrett Pragan, our director of paid media. And we're going to talk all about ways that you could lower costs from your Google Ads account and really common misconceptions around impressions. How are you doing today, Garrett? Doing great. How are you? Hey, fantastic. Thank you. We're going to make this one a little bit shorter. Sounds like you got some Thai food to eat with your wife. That's right. Lunch plans, lunch date. Yep, that's awesome. Yeah. For anybody who wants to weigh into the conversation, I'm basically arguing that Penang curry is much better than yellow curry, but I think I think Garrett's a little bit of a wimp when it comes to spice. I am a very much wimp, but with the spice. So if you lost all your respect for him, I understand, but we're going to... That's probably already been gone if, it, if that's what costs the respect, but I understand. I don't know. Different people care about different things. For somebody Sometimes. that loves marketing, they probably like you, but if they're really into curry... Or into spice. Into spice, yeah. Into curry. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm super excited for today's episode. We've been... We've been talking about this a lot. And this is a topic that has a ton of myths and misunderstandings, not just among real estate investors, but also among professionals. Like this is a topic where like actual professional PPC marketers can't get it right after years of their career, yeah. which is crazy. Like we have to have so much internal training around this and within our company. And I don't think it's that complicated. So hopefully we can distill it and, and get through some of those myths and really understand what's going on and make something out of this. Definitely. Yeah. And if that's not enough mystery and hype, Let's make it extra buzzwordy black hat marketing for you. What if I could tell you that with this one trick, you could cut down your lead quality or cut down your cost per lead by 35%. Experts don't want you t to know this one trick about Google Ads PPC. That's, that's great. Yeah, Stay you, tuned for more. You, you should definitely be a copywriter for ClickFunnels. That's right. All right. Let's, let's jump into it. Okay. So this is all surrounding impression share. And really there's kind of this fun trio of metrics surrounding impression share, but let's talk about first, like what is impression share? Yeah. So in very simple terms, it's basically how often your ads show up as a percentage of the total number of searches made for the keywords that you're bidding on. Exactly. And it is based on your criteria, right? It's like when you're eligible. Right. So... Theoretically, 100% impression share means every time your ad could show, you show. Versus 10% might mean that 10% of the time, you show. A lot of people, when they first hear about their metric, they're just like, okay, perfect. How do I get it to 100%? That's their idea. They, and they almost think of an agency. Like the role of the agency is to get that number as high as possible. Just bump it up, yeah. Because your job is for a budget to get me the highest impression share possible. Where is that logic flawed? I, th I think where it's flawed is that not every search is of equal value, both from the person making the search and from what's being searched. If they were all equally great, then sure, max it out, get as much as possible, but that's not the case. Like different searches are gonna bring you a better ROI and different people making those searches is also going to give you a, a different ROI. So you have to maximize that, that value on both the person and the search. Oh, absolutely. And you add the other layer is the cost. Correct. And everything's going to have a different cost of what it takes. It's saying every, every house in the market, we should be buying if we're a wholesaler. That's not the case. Cause like you intentionally avoid houses that sell for too much. And mm -hmm. if somebody else is coming in willing to pay way more, then you don't want that house. Have at Of I... course, there's some different, obviously in real estate, if you could just be really good at sales and negotiation, 
And even though there's a higher offer, you could win the deal. That's great. In this world of PPC, there's no such thing as that, right? It's just like, it goes for whatever it goes for. Yeah, it's an auction. Yeah, it's an auction. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's super interesting. And then there's also the component of only certain things are feasible with a certain budget, right? So it's higher impression share. I'd say generally correlates with more leads. If the quality of the, well, assuming all the targeting parameters are the same, if you could take everything else the same and go from 20 to 40% impression share, you do get more leads. Usually it costs more money though, right? But it's, it never is all the same, right? So that's where optimizing towards impression shares just doesn't make sense unless all your other parameters are there. So let's talk about this. I talked about how there's this trio of metrics, right? We have search impression share. That's one of them. What are the other two? So the other two are going to be subsets of that larger metric. And they're going to be the percentage of your share that you've lost due to budget and the percentage lost due to rank. So let's dig in just before we get any yeah. deeper into that. I just want to, I want to clarify exactly how this works. So these three numbers, if you add them together, they equal 100%. So you have your entire universe of what's possible, right? And you're either showing up or you're not showing up because of budget or you're not showing up because of rank, right? And there, there's on, those are the only three options, right? Fall mm -hmm. into one of those buckets. So basically the, those two that you mentioned, those are lost impression share. What's the difference between a lost impression share to budget and a lost impression share to rank? Rank, it's a black box from Google exactly how it's measured. But the simplest way to look at it is it's a combination of your bids, your ad quality, your keyword quality, and your landing page quality. But the biggest factor by far is your bids. So when we say rank, probably easiest to just turn rank into bids because that's the main purpose of this podcast. There's other ones that we've done where we have talked about rank from ads and from landing pages, but for now, let's just focus on bids as the main driver of that metric. Yeah, I think that's I think that's really appropriate because the way some PPC marketers would look at this is, oh no, I have a lot of lost impression here to rank. I need to work on all those other things. But really those other things are things where there is no limit to how good they can be and you should mm -hmm. always be working on them. So yeah. I don't think this is a signal that you need to work on them. I think those should always be maxed out. So assuming you're always doing everything you can there, then the only thing left to change is bids. Correct. I don't think you should just start looking at writing your ads in a relevant way the second that you have a high impression share lost rank. Correct. Yeah. So basically that's bids. Would it be fair to simplify that and say it pretty much means somebody else is bidding higher than you? Yeah, usually. So you didn't show up because somebody else was willing to pay more. Yep. Okay. And what about budget? So budget is, is, is essentially if we look at your ads like being active over a given day, in essence, it's how early in, in the day your ads stopped running because your budget was used up too early in the day. So if you're limited by budget, that means that your budget ran out, but there were still available impressions to be captured if your budget wasn't already used up by your by the clicks that were captured. Yeah, to totally understood. I think, I think a good comparison to this is picture we're going to an auction. In this auction, they're going to sell 100 widgets throughout the day. I, I love a good widget. Yeah, just, love a good widget too. Yeah. I don't know why widget's just like the default word that people always use for stuff like this, but I'm just following the trend. A whoosie whatsie. A whoosie whatsie. Okay, yeah. I can't say that. I can't say that with a straight face. I'm going to use the word widget. <laughs> so a, uh, there's going to be 100 widgets sold during the day. So let's just say the day ends and you have bought 25 of those widgets. That is a 25% impression share, basically, assuming the mm -hmm. widget is an impression. That's what Google sells. So let's talk about like how that could have happened throughout the day. Let's just say in that day, 
you, the average widget ended up selling for $40, but you were bidding $100 for those and you just bought the first 25 that came. And then you basically just had to go home after the first 25 sold because you were out of money. And now you've got the next 75 that maybe sold for less than what you are willing to pay because you're willing to pay a hundred bucks for a widget. So the next 75 sold for 40 bucks or whatever the case is, and you didn't get those, that's lost impression share to budget because you were willing to pay the price. Your bids were sufficient. Your budget was not. So even though this is worth it to me, I don't have the money to pay for it according to my budget. That's how you set your daily budget in Google. The other side of that would be you bought 25 widgets during the day and you bought them for a hundred bucks each. And then maybe you had a hundred grand ready at that auction. You were ready to spend a hundred grand, but you're only willing to pay a hundred bucks for a widget. But then 75 of those widgets sold for 120, 150, $200, whatever the case is, something that you couldn't afford. So you weren't getting them, not because you didn't have the money. You had plenty of money, but you just weren't willing to pay the price on an individual level. That's your lost impression share to rank. Correct. Is that, do you think that's a decent enough analogy? Yeah. And what's important to look here is both of those outcomes aren't necessarily good or bad. Like in your business, you could sell those again for two times the your bid, that's a win. And so it's it's important as you're going through this process to like understand that your success isn't based on those metrics themselves. It's based on how those metrics help you get to the outcomes in your business that matter because you can crush it with these metrics and still be in the red as a business. And likewise, you can keep those low and think, wow, I'm so frugal and you're losing out on all this volume that you could be capturing at a good margin. So it's not black or white, like high is good, low is bad. And it's more like, where does it have to be to maximize, reach that top point of that bell curve? Absolutely. There, there's totally a point. And to bring that into the analogy, let's just say these widgets, I'm a wholesaler of widgets. And mm-hmm. let's just say I can sell those for $200. Yeah. If there is somebody who is now bidding $500 on that widget and they're buying it, What's the best thing for me to do? Not get competitive and say, yeah. I want to pay $600 yeah. when I can only sell it for 200 Come on, agency. Get me that <laughs> yes. widget for twice my price. Yeah, get upset at my bidder. Yeah. That's doing the bidding. <laughs> that's the last thing I want to do, right? Correct. The best thing I could do is say, okay, that's not the price that works for me and leave it. And in that way, loss to the rank is actually sometimes a really good thing if it's the right loss that you're doing. Because there's some fool who's going to pay too much, always, mm-hmm. especially in these competitive worlds that we play in, especially where people don't understand these metrics and how they work. You talked about how there's not really good or bad, but there is optimal. I want to clarify that a little bit because it's not like we want a certain impression to share loss due to budget or rank or whatever the case is. But I would say that we do, loss due to rank is generally not a bad thing. However, loss due to budget can be a bad thing because it proves potential inefficiency. And this is where this, like most people get lost. So I'm going to try to like tiptoe nice and slow through this. And I'm hoping you can help make this super, super clear to understand. But I think taking it back to this auction analogy, if we're just remembering that scenario, if we're going through and buying, paying a hundred bucks for every widget for the first 25, and then the rest of the day they sell for $5, but we ran out of money. How could we more efficiently manage that whole situation? It'd probably be that we're bidding less money for those widgets because we don't need to bid that much in order to win the number that we need because we're just going to run out of budget anyways. So we might be better off taking that same amount of money and bidding $50 instead of $100. And then maybe we could buy 40 widgets with our budget instead of 25 or whatever whatever the numbers would work out to. It depends on what other people are bidding and stuff like that. There's two metrics. I mean, stop me if this is just too deep. 
but I think of it like there's one metric that doesn't exist in Google ads, but it absolutely should. Mm -hmm. It's one that's called potential spend. And I'll try to explain mm -hmm. what this means. I can't tell if you're smiling at me, like I'm just going to lose everybody or if this makes sense. But no, this is like a, a deep cut that people need to really understand. I really think this is the level, like there's different things. Sometimes we talk about stuff on this podcast that a real estate investor, if you're like working with an agency to manage it, you don't need to know that. You don't need to know all about keyword match types and different types of bid strategies and stuff. This you need to understand. Like this is like basic foundational economics of your business as it relates to PPC. I think it's really important. The, as far as most people get for this is they see, I can't believe we haven't even mentioned this yet. They see this like big red thing in the Google ads account that says limited by budget, right? This is basically just Google highlighting something in these underlying metrics. And they're telling you to do one thing. It's not necessarily what you should do, but yeah, yeah. for those that can't see Garrett, he's raising yes. his finger as if Google just wants you to spend more money. Blow that budget. Yeah. But it's not exactly, yeah, it's not exactly the way to, to talk about it. Let's, let's make sure we understand the metrics first and then we'll dive into it. So, cause it's not just, are you limited by budget or not? It's to what extent are you limited by budget? And that can't be shown by just a red sign that says, Hey, you spend more money, but the, uh, this potential spend. So this. When we're talking about potential spend, and again, this isn't a metric that exists in Google. This is one that you have to calculate yourself or just even understand theoretically. And that's okay. I wonder if we put a link to this formula in the podcast show notes. I am. I'm totally down to do that. Yeah. We can, we get throw a link to this formula. Let's do it. Which as far as I understand, I've never seen any other PPC marketer even talk about this, like in the whole world of PPC. I don't know why, I don't know why nobody talks about this, but it's basically picture you have an unlimited budget, right? Infinity dollars that you can spend but your bids are fixed at whatever your bids are. So you're bidding, let's just say you're in a target CPA bid strategy and you're bidding $300 per acquisition. The, what you're basically telling Google there is there's two constraints. One, I don't want to pay more than this cost per lead. And two, I can't spend more than my budget. But in this case, the budget's infinite, right? So you're basically saying, give me as much volume as you can without surpassing that cost per lead. With their standard model of diminishing returns and stuff, basically the higher, this is like basic supply and demand economics, right? The, the higher the tolerance for cost per lead, the more volume you can get at that tolerance. There is with a limited number of people that search on Google and within your parameters for like your keywords and your locations, et cetera, there's a finite number there. And with your bids at that certain point, there's a finite number of those auctions that you're going to win. So there's an amount of money that you would spend if you had no budget. Like for example, let's just say if I bid a hundred dollars for clicks and I could get 10 of them, then I would spend a thousand dollars. Even if I had infinite budget, just because a thousand is all I would get to because other people are outbidding me or whatever the case is, but I wouldn't have limitation by budget because I have an infinite budget. So that's your potential spend. The next thing to think about is how does your potential spend interact with your budget? So if you calculate out your potential spend and your potential spend is higher than your budget, then what you have is limitation by budget. If your potential spend is lower than your budget, then what happens is you're underspending and people get frustrated by this because they're telling Google spend $10,000 a month and then they spend $5,000 a month. So it's this sweening game, right? So as you change your bids, you change your potential spend. If your potential, potential spend gets below the budget, now you're underbidding, now you're underspending, right? You wanted to spend your 10 grand a month, now you're spending five. If your potential spend gets higher than your budget, this is like the silent killer of Google ads because what's going to happen is it's going to say limited by budget. Everybody's just going to say, oh, Google's just trying to get you to spend more money. But there's actual viable metrics behind this that are showing, hey, your potential spend is higher than your budget. That doesn't mean that you need to raise your budget. It means that your bids are incompatible with your budget which means that you either have to lower your bids or you have to raise your budget. But if you do nothing, what you're doing is you're paying a premium without getting the volume that should be associated with paying that premium. I hope that made sense. Yeah. Help me, help me clarify it, fill in the gaps. It made sense to me, but if I can try and explain it like a pleb, I will try. 
So, so basically, your account has a fixed amount it can spend. And the goal is to, and tell me if I'm this, this incorrectly, this explanation. And the goal of, of this calculator is to find the sweet spot between maximizing that, that spend, like maximizing how much of that maximum available while not paying a premium to get to that point. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's basically, think of it like this. Like there's a lot of diminishing returns, right? Companies that spend more money, they actually have a higher cost per lead. So if that's true, and that's aside from any data advantages or whatever the case is, right. so a lot to potentially unpack there. A very controversial statement, but let's just say we cut all that out and we just say, you, if you have a higher impression share, you have a higher cost per lead. And we have data that proves exactly that. Like very clear correlation between impression share and cost per lead. So basically you have to decide which company you want to be. There's some companies where in a given market, their goal is to maximize volume. So what they do is they bid really high on a per lead basis, having a higher cost per lead, assuming equal lead quality. Another fun thing that we can uh, talk about later. Yeah. Decreases return on investment, right? You can sell your widgets for two grand. You were paying 500 bucks for them. Now you pay a thousand bucks for them. You've now cut down on your margins, right? Or the companies that are spending less, they just get really low and pick one off at a cheap price here and there. And then they have great margins when they sell those, right? And there's different companies doing different things in the markets. You're going to have like that company that's always really aggressive with their bids and they're going to have a low return on investment, but they're going to do a lot of volume and usually more profit than the company that has a smaller budget, although at a smaller margin. So they do a lot of revenue. And then by the time you whittle away at it, they, they, they might have more profit, but not that much than somebody who has a small budget. So what you're doing when you're overbidding basically, or when you have a limitation by budget, what it means is that you have the bids of that large company, yet you have the budget of that small company, which means you get the worst of both worlds because now you have to pay the price per lead and get the kind of margin that the large company has, which is not good. But why do they do that? They do it because they make it up on volume. But wait, you don't get the volume either because you have a low budget too. So now you don't have either of those things and it's just inefficient. So again, what it's saying is you have incompatible bids and budget. What Google's going to tell you to do is raise your budget. They're saying, why don't you just get all the volume? If you're willing to pay that much per lead, why don't you just buy more of them? Because there's more to get at that price, which makes sense. And it's totally a viable option for mm -hmm. a lot of people, but where people tripped up here is they say, oh, Google's just trying to get you to spend more money. There's no validity to that. A lot of validity to that. If you actually are finding your cost per lead and you want more volume, it's saying you can do that. If you're not there, then what you need to do is lower bids because you can actually increase your return on investment. It's the easiest increasing return on investment ever. You just lower bids mm -hmm. and suddenly the return on investment goes up. Just to bring this back to a more actionable plan for the listeners, if I'm an investor and I see that, that big red alert, where should I go? What should I... I like look at first and what should I do about it? Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about this. Yeah. So there's a rudimentary way to do this and there's a harder way, right? So if you want to be like really rudimentary, not super calculated, what you do is you just say, oh, I'm limited by budget. I have to make this decision now. Do I want to lower bids or do I want to raise budget? And you could do either, or you could do a little bit of each and that's fine, but it's telling you you're inefficient wherever you are. And by the way, this is not uncommon at all. Like even amongst our client accounts, I'm sure we have a client listening to this and looking, hey, I'm limited by budget. The question is to what extent, like mm -hmm. how far are you off? And the main thing is to like always be working on dialing this in. If you want to be more data-driven, you can actually pull these metrics. You could pull your impression share, your loss due to budget, your loss due to rank. The way that you calculate this, should I talk about how to calculate this? Or no, let's just, we'll just, just put the link. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll put a link in the show notes to, to a way to calculate what your potential spend is. Yeah. You calculate your potential spend based on those three metrics and the amount that you're spending. And then that basically 
you look at your potential spend in relation to where your budget is and it tells you, because you still know you need to lower your bids or you need to raise your budget. That tells you how aggressive you need to be. If your potential spend is 10x higher than your budget, then you need to be really aggressive with your decrease in bids. And if you're like way underspending, you need to be aggressive with an increase. Usually our rule of thumb is that you want to divide the amount of change that you want by three. So if you need to double your amount that you spend, then you might increase bids by 30%, for example. Yeah. Although it's going to be all over the place in terms of how it reacts. This is not a perfect science. It's a game where every, we do it three times weekly with some accounts, weekly with the least frequent accounts, mm. where you want to be making these adjustments to try to get it dialed in. Yeah. But yeah, that's what you do. But don't take it to mean Google needs you to spend more money. Just take it to mean your bids and your budget are incompatible. And Google is just highlighting one of those things, not cool. one of them. Love it. Okay. So moving on from that, let's talk about the fear that a lot of people have and the misconception that seems to exist in the industry. There is a thought that lead quality and position on Google correlate. So to play devil's advocate against what we're going to say, what people would say is if you're bidding low, then what happens is you're showing up lower on Google and you're not getting the good leads. The good leads come from position number one. The bad leads come when you're lower because you're just getting the scraps or the window shoppers, basically, are willing to go that deep. Is that true? What do we do about that? Can lowering your bids degrade your lead quality? First of all, I can see where this belief took root. And I actually, at one point, told people that I worked with that was the case. And so it's in certain verticals. It's, yeah. it's not true in this one. And so we pulled a ton of data, graphed it out, and we didn't find any correlation. Yeah. And to explain that a little bit more deeply. Yeah. So we're basically trying to see, does the position of the ad correlate with the lead close rate across? Because it's a kind of tough analysis to do because all the close rate stuff is offline and then the mm -hmm. impression share stuff is in the platform and stuff like that. The correlation between them, I don't know how much everybody knows about correlation. If you remember back to like high school statistics, <laughs> zero means it's not correlated. One means it's perfectly correlated yep. for an R squared value. The correlation is 0 0.03 between those things, which is like nothing, completely negligible, like yeah. basically zero correlation between those things. So it's interesting that you say that though, because this could actually be true in other industries. Mm -hmm. And maybe you have some experience like that. I've mostly only ever done real estate investment PVC. Mm -hmm. So I know on, only about this industry for the most part as to yeah. how, this, how this actually plays out. But sorry, continue. I just want to make that. Clear, oh, yeah, like yeah, what no. the data says. I've only, it, it is pretty prominent in like HVAC, but it's, it's not at all here. And the reason why that matters is because those top spots cost more than the lower spots do. And so if you're paying a premium to be higher up in the results and there isn't a tie with that higher cost per click with, with better lead quality or better close rates, then this need to like rank higher is it's not based in data and it's not based in revenue and so it's, it's an ego thing yeah. it's all ego which is frankly what most bidding fears come down to and in, in this case it's not going to give you any better return being up higher in this industry yeah and i honestly don't know how to explain why the data is what it is but all i can say is that it is somehow right and i think really good evidence for that Notice so many of the companies that are doing really well with PVC tend to be spread out geographically. They have the lowest impression shares because they're dealing in like national scenarios, for example. So this shows like polar extremes, right? We have Joe in a market who spends 10 grand and the market has hardly anybody in it. And he's like number one all the time and stuff. And we have his close rate and we compare it to somebody else who's targeting 48 states and bidding extremely low and just picking off the like cheapest clicks they can find. And 
the close rates are reasonably different between those two companies, which is so interesting to me. Yeah. So it doesn't seem to, it doesn't seem to make a difference at all. I'll give one caveat to this of where I've seen this hurt you. So that data that I just expressed is from our clients. There's certain things that we manage well across our clients that make that data what it is. I would argue if you see a decrease in lead quality in this industry by decreasing of your bids, it means that your targeting was wrong in the first place. And a classic example of this, let's just say I'm targeting the state of Florida with my ads and I'm bidding really high. I'm getting a lot of leads in Tampa, Orlando, Miami, Jacksonville, hotspots, right? Let's just say I push my bids really low. Now I'm going to get all my leads in rural Florida because I'm not going to be able to spend as much for the leads like I want in those hot areas. I've always, even when my bids were high, I was wasting money in the rural areas. But now as I change my bids, it changes the ratio of the number of leads I get from rural areas versus urban areas. And that makes my 10% of my budget that was being wasted turn into 80% of my budget that's being wasted. So now I see, oh, lowering bids was the problem. It gets me the wrong kind of leads. When the problem is there's always those wrong kind of leads. The problem with the 10% or the 90%, it's just the bids are adjusting what ratio you get of one thing versus the other. Versus if I had quality targeting and I was targeting what I actually want to, then it would have been fine. Any thoughts on that concept? Yeah, I think that's a very good point. And it, I, I think it just shows that there's nuance in all of this. And you can't just make one change, see how it does, and then base everything off of a very small sample size. You, it has to be careful. It has to be data-driven. And it has to be based on logic and emotion or fear. Yeah. And what I just talked about, it, like... I, I gave locations as an example that everybody understands, but the same thing can happen for keywords. The same thing can happen for your ad schedule, any targeting criteria. So sometimes what you do when you mess with bids, it actually just changes the ratio of your budget going to different things. You mm -hmm. expose something that was already wasteful within your campaign. And it doesn't mean that the bids made that happen. It's just, you're just exposing yeah. the problem that was already there. Keep that in mind. If you have a decrease in quality when you change bids, it could be due to you being, you're getting rid results out of luck, not out of like good targeting in the first place. So let's make this actionable, right? Let's just say I'm a business owner. I'm listening to this and I'm trying to figure out what do I do? Maybe I'm managing my own PPC, but I think more of the people listening to this are probably just trying to figure out how to win in this game. Mm -hmm. I think so many people are so frustrated because they hear about all the success in PPC, but they can't seem to figure it out themselves, right? So if I'm like a business owner trying to know enough to be dangerous, trying to figure out like, what does this mean of how I can adjust my strategy according to this? Let's talk about some actionable insights. Yeah, I would say that the first step is to go into this episode's show notes, go to the link for the bid calculator and plug in your numbers and see what that tells you. And that's going to, to give you an idea of how far off you are right now. Adding off the bid range. You met as the first things. Yeah. And turn it into a process. Are you ranking your ads? Automated. Get a VA, teach them that in that process and get it going on a regular, consistent basis. Yeah, the monthly, it's all based on budget. Build that into your process. Okay. Fantastic. Thank you for diving deep. We care it and verbally also. I will see you next time.